This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 46. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening. It's a bit of a funny time for me at the moment, actually, because I'm in Cairo right now, but I'm just about to go back to the UK for good. So I'm recording this as, as the last episode I'll probably record in Cairo. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this experience of living abroad. If you've ever lived abroad, maybe you've learned a language whilst you're there. And then you're suddenly faced with the prospect of going back home and wondering how you're going to keep it up when you go home. And, uh, you know, this is something that I am going to have to get to grips with now as I'm going back to London. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, how am I going to keep up my Arabic? Um, even, you know, do I, do I want to keep up my Arabic? Is that what I want to do? And if so, how am I going to do it? It's quite a, quite a tricky decision. So maybe I'll talk about this a bit more in the future. But without further ado, let's jump into today's question, which comes from an iTunes review from Nathan. And it's a cool question. Nathan says, um, well, I'll read out the whole review for you. He says, Really simple, straightforward, and insightful answers to the questions real people have about learning languages. Whenever I'm getting discouraged in my language learning journey, this is the podcast I listen to to cheer myself up and get back to it. Definitely recommended. Cool. Thank you very much, Nathan. And he goes on with a question. On that note, Ollie, here is my question for you. I'm moving to South Africa as a missionary in two years or so, and hence I am currently learning Afrikaans. There is very little in the way of online resources for learning Afrikaans, but I have several native Afrikaner friends who are super keen to help me learn their language. However, none of them are trained teachers, only native speakers. What is the best way I can help them to help me learn their language? Okay, Nathan, thanks so much for the for the for the cool review and for the question. And you know, when I first started learning Egyptian Arabic, uh, I had a kind of similar experience to you in that I found there was some online stuff and there are some courses, but none of them are particularly good. I didn't really like any of them, or at the very least, they didn't really fit my my learning style. A lot of a lot of the material taught modern standard Arabic, which is different from Egyptian dialect, or else it taught really kind of touristy stuff like, oh, how do you rent a camel at the pyramids and things like that, which is, you know, well, you know, it could be useful, but it's not really why I was learning the language. And, you know, a few useful things here and there, but on the whole, not a very good solution. And so what I did is that as soon as I arrived in Egypt, I found a couple of people who were willing to help me learn, and they were not teachers. Uh, well, in fact, one was a teacher, actually, but she, <laughs> I think uh, that actually proved to be a disadvantage in a way, because if if you know how you want to learn then a teacher can... The thing about teachers is that they will tend... To, teachers have a a kind of imperative to demonstrate that they are worth the money that you're paying them, which is totally normal and understandable. And even if you're not paying them, you know, in your case, uh, with if you're going to be working with friends, again, teachers feel the need to teach. And... Um, That can be good, but more often than not, it can actually be a bit of a hindrance if, for example, you're going to do the kind of thing that I'm going to suggest you do it in this episode, which is basically base your your language learning around conversation. So I met a couple of people who were willing to help me, and I started meeting them regularly. And, you know, because they were friends, well, they quickly became friends, I really enjoyed the time that I spent with them. So in that respect, I think that... Um, we are pretty much in very similar positions, Nathan. 
And the, the question really is, and this, this is what you're asking, how can you best use the time? Because I'm sure, as you're probably imagining, if you just talk, if you're just going to meet your friend and sit down and talk, try and talk in Afrikaans, it's going to be very unstructured and you're not going to get very far. And so the, 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 the number one port of call is to fix regular times to meet with them, whatever that may be, once a week, twice a week. You should fix regular times to meet where you're going to study Afrikaans. That should be the Afrikaans time. And it's especially important to do that with friends because, you know, friendship is, is, is like an established relationship. And if you don't set clear boundaries, you're going to, you might have a good time, but you're going to find it difficult to actually get productive language learning, uh, done. And during that time, you should essentially set that aside as time to speak in Afrikaans. Okay. And don't worry about the fact that they're not teachers. I don't think it's an issue. It should be time that you say, okay, from five o'clock to six o'clock on a Tuesday and Friday afternoon, uh, we speak in Afrikaans. So that's the kind of, um, that's the starting point so that you've got those boundaries. And then w when you meet your friends and you start to, to learn a little bit, I think the best place to start is with the is with the personal and familiar. Okay, now I, I've talked about this a couple of times before. When you start learning a language, just like when a child begins to learn their mother tongue, the first thing that you learn is personal and familiar things. Okay, so we're talking about about yourself. Where am I from? What do I like? Um, what are my plans? Um, things like that. So you should start to in the first instance, figure out how you can talk about yourself in a simple way in Afrikaans. Okay. And then you can basically ask your friends how to do that stuff. All right. So I would, I would literally ask them questions like, okay, how do I say, uh, my name's Nathan and I'm from Australia. I, th I think from your iTunes review, it says you're from Australia. So yeah, you, you start with, you start with that and then you move on and you'd say, you know, I'm 28 years old and I was born in Adelaide, whatever gradually ask them to tell you how to say certain basic things about yourself in Afrikaans. And you should go away and learn that and practice that stuff. All right. This is the first, the first thing you have to do because personal and familiar things you're going to be saying over and over again, every time you meet someone new. So you start with that. All right. Now there are a couple of, if you've been through a textbook of some kind already, and there are a couple which I'll, I'll mention in a second, then you, you're already going to have some idea of what to say. So before you actually start and um, and meet your friends on a regular basis, the best thing to do is probably to get hold of a, of a textbook. And I've, I was just looking through Amazon and there is a, a great textbook on Afrikaans from the Colloquial series, which I really like. It's got great reviews and it's a, it's a well-known series. So I suggest you kind of order that straight away and, and just start to work through it. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, which will be at um, IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash episode 46. You don't need a lot of online resources. You know, one textbook can go a very, very long way. So get hold of that textbook, start to work through it, set yourself a little goal of getting from this, from start to finish in that textbook you will get a lot of basic language knowledge from that book such that when you sit down and start to talk to your friends, you're already going to be able to say some basic things. All right. And then at that point, you just basically try to talk. You try to say things to them about yourself, the things that we mentioned earlier. So my name's Nathan. I'm from Queensland. I'm 34 years old, whatever it may be. 
And then the, the role of the other person, and this is what you can tell them to do, is you can say, look, I want you to just listen to me and tell me how to say it more naturally. All right, they don't need to give you lectures about grammar or explain adjective endings or whatever. They should just tell you how to say it more naturally. All right, so on a very simple level, if you say, I from Adelaide, then they would say, I'm from Adelaide. So they just kind of repeat it back to you in a correct way so that you can figure out and learn in a natural way what's right and wrong. All right. This in, in, in technical terms is known as scaffolding. So the other person actually scaffolds your language and just helps you gradually just raise your game, be able to say certain basic things very simply. And this process goes on and on and on. So you can start to, once you feel like you can talk confidently about yourself, then you can start to maybe ask them how to ask simple questions like, you know, how are you? What's your name? Where are you from? Things like that. And just kind of go on, a, just iterate from there. So just meet them regularly, ask progressively more, uh, more useful things, make notes of everything and keep, just keep it up. If you do that, you will, you will go far and fast and the other person does not need to be a teacher at all. They just need to be a sympathetic listener who listens to what you've got to say and helps you say it better. Right? Now, the big danger of this, and it's happened to me loads of times, is that they will try to give you too much. They will try to be a teacher, you know, in, in, inverted, in inverted commas. They'll try to be a teacher. And you need to tell them that you don't need them to be a teacher. But even if you tell them that, it's quite likely that they won't, they won't pay attention. Uh, because it's, it's just a natural, instinctive thing to do. So something that many people do is they'll, they'll say... Okay, you can say this, or you could also say this, and then you could say this. And before you know it, you've got 10 ways to say something, and you're, you're confused, and you don't know where to go. So stick to small things, all right? Don't try and cover too much. I'd, I'd, I'd have a kind of aim of maybe getting to the end of each session that you spend with them with just a small number, a few cool things that, you, that you've learned that you can go away and practice. Don't aim too much. Don't try not to end your sessions with pages and pages of notes just try to concentrate on a few things keep it small and that way you're you're going to make small baby steps forward in the in the right in the right way now if you do this and you find that it for some reason the the kind of dynamic between you and your friends isn't isn't working which is perfectly possible then you could try something a bit different and what i would recommend in that case is to prepare lists of things that you want to be able to say. All right, so the kind of things that we've talked about um, just before, instead of trying to make them up on the spot, just write them down in English, take them to your friend and ask them to show you how to say those things. Okay, that keeps it a bit, a little bit more structured. All right, so I hope that's helpful, Nathan. I hope that gives you a few ideas of where you can, where you can go from there. I've put together a couple of resources for you and for anyone else who would like, who's interested in learning Afrikaans. Uh, in the show notes, which you can find at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 46. There's a cool website I found as well that's got lots of Afrikaans resources and a link to that book, The Colloquial Afrikaans, that I mentioned um, earlier. Just with those two sites, that's probably the only resources you need for a good for a good few months, you know, just to get get it under your belt. Don't fall into the trap of um, of thinking that you need hundreds of resources because if you do get hundreds of resources you'll only end up getting confused I, I guarantee it 
If you'd like to ask me a question, please do. You can ask me a question at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask, or you can leave me a voice note, or you can also email me a question or leave it in an iTunes review just like Nathan did. And you can do that by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash review. Just before we finish, I'd like to thank very much the sponsors of the show, the wonderful italki. And, you know, Nathan, I'm sure that you could find an Afrikaans teacher or, or partner language partner on italki as well. They have lots of minority languages there as well, so it's a great place to look. It's the place where I get all of my uh, lessons and practice, language practice every week. If you'd like to get a free lesson, head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash start speaking. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.